Alright, so what are we uh, Jordan's got a welcome. Alright. Well, what are we talking about? Well, one thing I don't want to do perfect. that uh, most people do is shy away from the questions you really have. Right. Um, let's see. Someone had a really good question. So this was through uh, Exodus 30 through 32. Um, she said, she's talking about the time whenever God told, um, this was after the golden calf and everything. And God told him to go in, told the Levites, the sons of Aaron, to go in and kill their brothers and um, brothers and neighbors. So but, right well, after the Ten Commandments. Because they were disobeying. They made a covenant and they did not keep the covenant. So they must die. I mean, there was a lot of... Uh, so why was that justifiable, uh, I guess, is the question? Yeah. There was a lot of... Uh, when when God was going through all of the different specifications for certain things, and it's and it was, it was like, if this person doesn't do this or that does this, then they should be put to death. I mean, somebody's got to put them to death. Yeah. It didn't say, I will strike him down. It says he will be put to death. So somebody's got to kill him. And he also didn't command them to, like, just continually kill their brother and family for the rest of their lives. Like, so is it, does it say, so the Ten Commandment is the word uh, synonymous with murder, or is it, or is it kill? Like, because there's a difference between killing somebody and murdering somebody. What's the difference? Killing somebody, well, murder is killing somebody without with just cause. Yeah, we learned this on Saturday. <laughs> murder means it's premeditated. Well, not necessarily premeditated, but you it's, have an intent. You're you're intending to do it. So that, in <laughs> reference to what Kyle read, is saying. There what is was, she? What is she saying? What does she use the word murder, or does she use the word kill? Kill. Kill. There was reason. Well, that's, that's pretty much what. Uh, what does the Blue Bible use for the? Uh, what scripture are you looking at? Exodus 32, right? Uh, the Ten Commandments. I think it was. Well, no, the Ten Commandments. Like what? Oh, and the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Commandments? <laughs> the Ten Commandments? I, I, I believe, I believe, I believe. That was Dang, man, where are you from? <laughs> so does that, that leads, leads me to the question, what is justifiable and what's not? Or what gives you a reason and doesn't give you a reason? Well, uh, so I think, you know, Jordan just said that, you know, like the... He had got to just laid out all these commands saying, if this happens, this this person needs to be held accountable. You need to kill that person. Basically. Right. And he had laid out all these things. And then the Israelites were like, well, screw your law, basically. And, and so God was holding them accountable. The only thing that makes it, I think, justifiable is if it's, if it's ordained by when God. Did, so right, right before that, you know, God gives the whole, you know, do this if this happens, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth type of thing. Mm -hmm. And when did we decide to, when did that get lost? Because it's gotten lost somewhere between Old Testament and now. Well, I think because in the, I mean, in the New Testament, it says, I, I know you've heard eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, but I tell you this, I love your enemies and uh, pray for those who, pray for those who curse you. And was actually, that because, Jesus paid for that already? Yeah. Well, actually, that was Jesus who said that. Right. 
Uh, so, but I did mean, he say that because yet, he was going to pay for because it? Because he was going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think like that's been the arc, the trajectory the whole time. Uh, so he's. So did I guess in the Old Testament did you have more judgment to delegate than you do now because Christ has paid for those things? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um. I don't know. I'm. Mean, it's a. You know. I think that's like when you start to go down this road. There's always gonna. It's. A, it's never gonna end with a definitive. This is the way you do it. Answer. Right. Well, I mean, so one of the other examples that I can think of where uh, God didn't have somebody killed, but He actually killed somebody because, actually, because of an accident. I uh, remember when the ark was being transported. Oh, the and two they weren't supposed Aaron's to... sons. Yeah. Um, I or mean, even he... it, it happened when David, when they were moving right. it, because, and it was something like struck him down. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it was, they touched it wrong or something. Well, no, and... what it was, was it was about to fall off the poles. And so he went to catch it and God killed him instantly. Because he touched it. Yeah. You're not supposed to touch it. Let it fall. So that was a lack of faith thing to me. Like, you know, God told you something. And however minute it is, he didn't believe that God would do what he said he was going to do, I guess. Yeah. This just gives me all the more reason to be, like, super strict with my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Like, give them zero leeway. Like, dude, this is what I said. I said to do this, this, and this. I don't care if you... You touch that, I kill you. Yeah. Well, see, then that, that goes did. back to why we don't observe all those laws still is because you're taking the control away from God and trying to, to order all that stuff out now. What were you about to read? Were you about to read what it... Uh, I, I rabbit hole, man. So, did you did you find the blue letter for the Ten Commandments? Um, That's what I want to know. I want to know what word was used. What what when the, he said so Moses, oh, the murder one? Don't, thou shall not kill. Ten Commandments are in, ver, in chapter thirty five, right? Whoever's whoever's for the Lord, come to me, and all the Levites gathered around, and we told them, "This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says: Every man fasten his sword to his side." Go back and forth through the camp from entrance to entrance, and each of you kill his brother, his friend, and his neighbor. So that's the verse that was talked about. Uh, and that was verse 27, Exodus 32, 27. So in blue letter. And yeah, we need to know if it uses the same word. Exodus 32, 27. All right. Did you did you find the Ten Commandments in Hebrew? It was kill. That word kill is not the same thing as murder. Mm. Yeah, well, and then just why would God use murder? You know, why would... It, it doesn't make any sense. So it says the outline of the biblical usage is to murder, slay, or kill, uh, premeditated, accidental, as avenger... Slayer. Yes, the usage of that word is all over the place. But um, 
the biblical principle behind what God was saying right. is is not that. So the biblical principle is sanctity of life mm-hmm. because we're created in the image of God. And so being created in the image of God, he is the only one that has rights to so what about capital start punishment? and end. That's a heavy topic. I have a lot <laughs> I of know. thoughts I about it. I just went through an ethic, ethics yeah, class on this. I, I've got a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah. So, so there's capital punishment. There's and then you look at you look at the uh, the Ten Commandments, and he commanded it like right. several times over the course of the law, saying even down to a disobedient child right. should, should be killed. Uh, so are you for it or against it? Or is it justifiable? Am I for capital punishment? I am for capital punishment. Yeah, if somebody keeps doing the, the same thing over and over, or or somebody premeditated doing something, they and, knew what they were then, doing, and then the ethics, and did it in anyway. Then the other the other side of the ethics argument is: Well, what about the case of you got it wrong? The evidence was wrong, and you just murdered somebody, right? Well, only thing I can say is if I'm the judge or in that position to have to make the decision, then I'm going to have to answer for my decisions when I meet God. You're going to make for sure. That's that, To me, that's mm-hmm. that's the only justification is if it's a, this guy was caught killing that person and all the evidence is there. This is legit what happened. And yeah. even if you're still wrong, Any I think doubt. God has grace in that whenever right. you do get to go talk to him. Mm-hmm. He'll yeah. he'll point that out to you. Hey Nick, you, you remember this guy? Well, this is what really happened. But I still love you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and that's to it was his time. It was his time. To and I used it for this reason. Right. I mean, and also to assume though that this is the that this is after this life is there's nothing. I mean, and that's false too. But mm-hmm. that's right. the. So, that's the typical understanding of it, and so people... I think that's why a lot of people out. have a problem with death is because they're, they don't... You're not thinking about... they're not That person's not really dying. You're just sending them to... Eternity? If they repented and believed and... and ha- but... We're really opening up a can of worms. I was about to say, this is a really long rabbit trail. But then, you know, there's it's not for you to know a man's heart. So if I decide I'm going to go on a killing spree when I leave here, how does, God, how does God deal with that? I don't think it's, it's, it's not for us to know. Yeah. Are you still... Under grace at that point, if it's premeditated, and you know, like I know, I should not murder people, and I tell God to kiss it, and I still go out and murder murder people. Then, is that kind of lining up with the Old Testament? Breaching the surface of like degrees um, of sin. Yeah, of whether or not we are. whether or not we are once saved, always saved, or right, right, yeah. and so and that's, that's a, a that's a deep 
conversation. That's a slippery too. slope because um, well, not just that, but also are all sins equal? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think all sins are equal. I mean, I'll I'll agree with you. I, I mean, I if I'm agree. being honest, I would love to say they are, but me eating twelve cheeseburgers <laughs> is a lot of lot different than me killing twelve people. Mm-hmm. Right. And to say that they're the same is just ignorant. <laughs> because we don't treat them the same. Right. And not just applying the world's logic to it, but just, I mean. I didn't know eating 12 cheeseburgers was a bad thing. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Depends on your metabolism. <laughs> if I eat 12 cheeseburgers, Depends on what you're doing it for. Like if, you, if you need the fuel to burn, then go for it. But if, if you're just, you know, on the couch and you know, like, I'm not getting off this couch today. I'm just going to eat 12 cheeseburgers. <laughs> I then, like cheeseburgers a lot. Just want to feed me. So, so honestly, um, seriously, I think this is this is almost a dividing line for when people stop believing. Yeah, because they get to this point and they can't quantify it or justify it in their mind. And they're just like, well, then I'm just going to quit. Well, it goes to my memory verse, right? Right. Proverbs Wait, which 1, <laughs> 7. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of yeah. knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. So if we don't first start with the foundation of God is God, He created this world, He gets to define the rules. He, get, he gets mm-hmm. to lay out how everything goes, and who are we to question Him as the created? Um, you know, like that's, to me, that's the, that's the crux of it. It's a presuppositional apologetic. So then, yeah. So people can't handle that. People can't handle what you just say. And I can handle it. I've accepted it, but you just saying you don't get, you don't get to be God. You don't get to answer those things. Mm -hmm. And some things are only for God to answer and you're just going to have to wait. And people don't like hearing it. Yeah, people don't like obedience. Period. Right. That's a, because we want to be God. We want. I mean, that's that's kind of the the problem with humanity is is people want to take on the role of God in small and large forms. Um, you know, in the little things of, well, I get to I get to choose like the cheeseburger thing. You know, I get to choose what I eat. You know, like I can eat whatever I want to eat. And then you're four or 500 pounds and you're like, well, there's consequences, there's consequences right. from, consequences because God sin. said, this is how it's supposed to be done. You know, right. like you should, you should walk things out in this manner. There's a reason for that. And if you don't follow through with that, you're going to experience the curses that come with being in opposition to God. If you do follow his plan and things, you experience the blessings that come from being in sync with God. Right. Um, and to me, that's, that's the, that's the whole that's the whole thing like we god's saying i created this world i i i knit you together in your mother's womb i know the innermost parts of who you are and i know everything the other memory verse right the lord of god is the word of god is alive and powerful sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow like that and then revealing the innermost thoughts and desires of the heart. Like 
that, A plus. <laughs> that, um, that, uh, that division between soul and spirit, soul, mind, will, and emotions. Like we make all our decisions off of what we think and feel, then mm-hmm. we're going to come up with things that are in opposition to God that are in opposition to the spirit because the flesh and the spirit are in contention with each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where my, that's exactly where my mind goes to though too, is like whenever that is the question, whenever you have those ethical dilemmas, really the only leg that you have to stand on is, okay, but what do we know about God? Mm -hmm. I mean, because he's, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's not changed. His morals haven't changed. His ethics haven't changed. So what do we know about God? And we know that he's a, he's a just God just as much as he's a loving God. And then, and then you got to believe that. Right. Right. With, and your actions should follow in response. So like in, when we don't believe that, then we have all those questions, right? Like if we, if we go, you know, I, if we say, I believe God is always and only does what is right and good. Um, and then our actions follow, you know, I, you know, my wife just got cancer. You know, like, right. you know, that, that kind of situation, like my, my wife just got cancer, but God always and only does what is right and good for, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Right. If I believe that to be true, then I have to believe that regardless of the outcome, regardless of all the suffering that we experience in the physical, regardless of all of those things, God is still always and only good. And he's got a purpose for what he allowed to happen. Right. Yeah. And then we take ourselves off the throne <laughs> and right. put him on it. So that and that's that's one of the biggest problems that we have is we try to play God and we try to uh make our ethics his ethics. Yep. So what about the question or you know I'm sure you've heard the expression of you know only God can judge me and I'm not the judge and I think people sometimes use that to their benefit or to the extreme, it's not necessarily that you shouldn't judge it. it, it Paul even talks about it mm-hmm. in in his letters, and I can't remember the exact wording, but you know, I even uh, for you know use that like when when people come with something that is in opposition of what God is saying, and it is easy to say, well, I'm not the judge, so you're going to have to take that up with God to to not be controversial. And I think a lot of people justify that in their mind as, well, I'm just not going to judge anything because God's the judge. But and also, that's not necessarily right. I right. Think. Well, and also, too, like that's just a common Test, misquoted testing verse. Testing and judging are not the same thing. Right. Well, also too, like it's just a really common misquoted verse because it says everybody stops at the judge not, and forgets the lest you be judged. Lest you be judged. I was at so I memorized hold, that hold, in KJV. Yeah. I was trying to hold, find it yeah. in CSB or ESV. Hold people to the same standard you hold yourself. Right. Right. And right. hold yourself to God's standard, and that doesn't mean you're judgmental. That right. just exactly. means you're helping people see. God's principles and 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 to me that that goes into like you know holding a standard of excellence like 
when we when we looked at look at things through God's lens and the way that He designed it all, and we look at how He laid everything out. I mean, He was very specific on on all of His instructions throughout the Old Testament to the to the Israelites of like do this exactly this way. Um, he had a very high standard in things, mm-hmm. uh, but he was also about people. And the reason why he had such a high standard is because he was all about people, because he loves people. Uh, and I think that kind of goes into some of those leadership things as far as, like, you know, when we model our leadership off of God's and we go, um, because I love you, Kyle, I'm not going to allow you to be late to work. Right. <laughs> you know, like that was a tough lesson. To learn. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out on it, and then I'm gonna not only call on you out on it. Now I'm gonna encourage you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you uh, some accountability, and then I'm gonna right. come alongside and go, okay, Kyle, do I need to call you at six o'clock in the morning to make right. sure that you're getting ready and rolling? See, that like, that's where the world's like, I think the world's perception of love has got so distorted. It's more loving to point somebody in the right direction than to just say, well, I'm not the judge. You do whatever you want to. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, can I read that passage for you? Yeah. Uh, so keeping in mind, like this is a, this is in the Sermon on the Mount. So this is the... The... I think it's the... The message. Right. right. Uh, but it's also Jesus's sermon. Like this is... These words are in red. Uh, so everybody stops at Matthew seven, verse one, judge not that you be not judged. But then there's five more verses. It says, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Okay, so that part, that's the key verse. Get, get your heart right, you know. So, right. Kyle, you're saying I can't say, t- call you out for being late and then keep being late myself? Right, right. <laughs> what? So, first, so there's an order there. First, take the log out of your eye. So, if you call me for being 20, 30 minutes late all the time. Uh, But you're 15, 20 minutes late. You're still late, right? And so first, take the log out of your own eye, and then uh, you will see clearly to take the speck out of your your brother's eye. Well, it's hard to tell somebody what to do if you're not doing it yourself. Right. And it's just, and that's not apples for apples either. Like, you know, right, that's, right. it's like a, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to come into Kyle and go, Kyle, stop being late for things. And meanwhile, I've got this big pride issue or like this big, I'm always know, on time. You know, I've got, I've got like this, this massive sin that's hovering on me and it's, it's a, it's distorting my judgment and my view of the people around me. Right. Then a, it's not going to be perceived well from Kyle. You can't be like, you know, my Sunday school attendance is 100. So you can't tell me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. And y'all tell me what you think. I, uh, the next verse, verse six is uh, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So this is all 
in the ESV at least, it's all in the same paragraph. Mm-hmm. How's that applicable? So, what, to what so what's that saying is about? like, even if you've, t- even after you've taken the log out of your eye and are walking closer with God and know those principles, it's not up to you to make people receive them and when you put that out there, you're immediately going to know if that person is receptive to it or not. And if they're not, don't keep poking them in the eye, (laughs) pointing it out, like let God do that work. And, and, uh, and two, just take it, taking a, taking a, a view of what's going on. Read the room, (laughs) you know, like, like if, if you're, if you're going to somebody who, um, who's perceptive of constructive criticism, that looks one way. If you're going to somebody who is just like walled up and blocking everybody out and doesn't matter what you say, then don't waste your time in that. You know, like build the relationship first. Start, you know, go go in and figure out why that person is like that. I was going to say that doesn't mean quit loving them. That just means, you know, don't, you can't, keep pointing something out to somebody and expecting you can't make a person change mm. right only god can you know change a man's heart and uh that doesn't mean quit praying for, for him that doesn't mean like when i think when he's talking to the disciples or you know shake the dust off your feet and move on you know i think some people take that too literally and just <laughs> to say to heck with that person altogether mm. and Obviously, Jesus talks a lot about loving your enemy, and whether they're an enemy to you or not, it's it's not just a. And see, you gotta look at the context there. Like he was talking to the disciples who were going to carry the gospel message out to the world, and it was it was on them to go to go and advance it out as quickly as possible. Yep. Right. So it wasn't a. He wasn't going to a specific people group. And I mean, to like a specific town and going, you know, just, just hang out here and pour into these people only. He was, he was going, you're going from town to town and you're carrying this message. So if they, if they reject it here, then move on to the next town and bring it there. Um, it wasn't a disregard of those folks. It was just a, a high regard of the mission. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't, didn't mean to be confusing, but just. I was just thinking about like if if that relationship is your wife or right. your brother or your coworkers, it doesn't mean just write them off. Right. Right. And that's I mean, that's a big problem, man. Like just people bailing on people. You know, yeah, whether yeah. it be you know, looking at the you know, divorce is is crazy. As as crazy the numbers are on that. And then, you know, like just people churches right like you you go and you attend a church and then you have a fallen out with somebody and then rather than going and resolving that you just up and move to the next place like yep you know it's you're never gonna grow beyond where you're at if you're not willing to walk through difficult things right 100 percent. i mean i think that's uh i think that's another common misconception too is like life isn't supposed to be easy Hmm. we're never promised an easy life and i think that's purposeful 
Um, no, but something I hold on is God promises that he's going to be faithful. So exactly. the, the more I lean into him, it's not necessarily my life's going to get easier, but my perspective is going to get better. Right. And the things that you're not going to have that negative Nancy mentality or, or, you know, always looking at your glass half empty. Right. Right. Um, when you get cancer, if you're looking at it as God has taken me out of this circle I'm in and put me in another circle to be a lot for somebody that would have never seen it otherwise. Yep. Mm-hmm. That happened to my mom. My mom had a, a rare eye cancer um, shortly after I moved out of the house and everything. And, um, you know, the whole time through that process, that was her mentality was like, I'm I'm going to be in front of these nurses and these doctors, and I need to be a reflection of Christ in the midst of this. And God ended up healing healing her of it. She's cancer free for fifteen, sixteen years, or something like that. Um, but she saw the purpose in it, and that, um, and and believed that God is good, and He's going to do what He's got to do to. And that doesn't mean you know. Do something to receive a blessing. That doesn't mean, you know, right. if if I use something bad, that that goes back to you wanting to be God and delegating what's being blessed and not being blessed. You know, that was maybe the fruit of her obedience, but whether it was or not, I'm sure her attitude wouldn't have changed because of her heart and doing it. You don't right. you don't give whether whether it's time, talent, money, whatever, you don't give necessarily. You don't give to to get something. You give it because of who God is and mm-hmm. and His faithfulness. And it's a heart posture. It's not. It's not so. Well, if I get cancer and I do these things this way, then God's going to heal me of it. You're not doing it for an outcome. You're doing it because of the relationship. Right. 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 And I think to bring it back full circle, um, anytime that we do have those dilemmas, you have to think back to what do I know about God? Because we know he's good. We know he's faithful. We know that he's just. I mean, the list just continues. And the the, the more you grow to know about who he is, the the more accepting you are of the things that happen around you. Right, right. Um, and I think that's, that, you know, as we talked about that a little bit last week about just being in the Word and spending time with God. Like, spend time with Him. Get to know who He is. So the whole year, every message this year, Bobby has said, you know, if if you watch TV, read your Bible more. If you read books, read your Bible more. You know, be with God more than your... Than, because you think about, if you look at your day and how much time you spend with God versus how much time you get because what you put in is what's going to come out. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if you spend four hours a day watching Netflix, which is, you know, has the agenda of the world, then it, sooner or later over time, it's going to change your perspective on things. Right. Right. Yeah. Got to adjust our focus, but all righty y'all. Cool. This was a cool impromptu episode.
So you can uh, email either myself, Kyle, John, Nick, or Jordan at their names, like Kyle, at GatheringServeCity.com. Or uh, you can send us a DM on Facebook or Instagram to the Gathering or uh, however else you want to try to get up with us.